Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. We're on air. Tim, how are you? I am great, Patty. How are you doing this lovely morning? I'm doing fantastic. I'm happy to be here again, imparting good wisdom for all the boss-free peeps we have for um, our community. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to a great conversation today. Well, it's been it's been fun, and you know, it's always great to bring in new people and new guests, and you know, maybe some uh, different ideas and different uh, ways of looking at things. And uh, I think today's guest, we're going to kind of go into a into a pretty cool pretty cool area. Uh, his name is Ron Gilak. Ron was born in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and he moved to Southwest Florida in 2006, where he currently resides in Naples. Uh, Ron has a unique desire to be the best in everything he tries. He is an avid skateboarder and has been skating since the age of 13. Uh, he's a Christian and acknowledges the good Lord for everything good in his life. He's a pretty funny guy, but he treats his business seriously. Uh, Ron was born an entrepreneur. Uh, he started his first business at the age of 11, and by the time he reached 18, he started a successful real estate investment company. After several years, Ron is now a professional network marketer and is outwardly focused on others. Ron is someone who wants others to be successful. He puts his focus and energy into getting others to make money from home. Bottom line is he gets results, and the bottom line is we have him on the call right now. Ron Gilak, welcome to the Boss Free Society podcast. Hey, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Patty. Um, I'm really excited to be here. It's such an honor. I love uh, love what you guys are doing. I think more people need to hear the the message of, of living boss free and, and really being empowered. So I, I just love it and uh, very excited to be here. Well, we're we're excited to have you, and we know that, uh, like you said in, in the bio, that you know you're a professional network marketer. And can you kind of give us a little bit of uh, a background on how that came to be? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned when you're reading the Bible. I used to be bio. That I used to be a uh, real estate investor, and I still do a little bit of that. But you know, when the economy kind of changed back around. I guess for me, it was about uh, 2009, I kind of failed to adjust my strategy and how I was investing in real estate. So my, my business was like slowly kind of tanking and it was like trying to grasp at, at straws through your hands. And then I realized, you know, I don't have the answer. I don't know what to do here. So rather than just go down with the ship, I chose to make an adjustment and, you know, reached out to a friend of mine. I knew he was going through through something similar in his business, another real estate investor. And he introduced me to to network marketing, which I really loved the concept of there's low overhead, low risk, highly, highly leverageable and investing your, your you know, time and money and uh, and also leveraging the, the efforts of others as well to not only help them, but help yourself. So I kind of got involved in that through a series of unfortunate circumstances, now very thankful for it. 
Right. And that's what kind of I think as being an entrepreneur, we have to be able to adjust the sales, right? You mm -hmm. can't, uh, things happen and, and you have to make adjustments and by, um, you know, in learning, because you, you, it sounds like you learned a lot from, from your real estate investment company and you learned maybe what didn't work or that maybe you were all in on something that, you know, you should have maybe been a little bit more diversified. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and if I could go back, you know, I know exactly what I would have done different, <laughs> and, and would have just said, okay, I'm not going to be a wholesaler anymore. Let me try these strategies over here. And uh, then through other conversations, I found that some of my competition during that time was doing the strategies that now I know would have worked during that time for me. Right, right, right. So so here's a question for you. Did you, um, Ron, come into the concept of, you know, getting into a company, into this field of MLM network marketing, as it's known, with any kind of preconceived notions that, oh, my gosh, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know anybody that's ever tried it. So is this something that was a totally new concept or you just kind of took it on for, for yourself and, and said, you know what, let me give it a whirl? Yeah, that's a great question because a lot of times in, in this industry, people do have a negative connotation or, or, or stigma to it. And that usually happens because of, of, I hate to say it, but poorly trained network marketers who have not really taken the time to you know, invest in, in themselves and learn how to actually communicate with people the right way. It's, it's kind of funny is, you know, once you get involved into, into any of these companies, it's like we learn the ability with, like we learn or we forget how to communicate with people and we turn into these <laughs> robots that, that, you know, just see people with dollar signs over their head. But, you know, I got involved when I was, when I was young, I think I was like, maybe like maybe 20 when I got introduced to, to network marketing, 21, something like that. And because I, I, I had not heard about network marketing before in the past or had any experiences, like I've been pitched plenty of times before that, just didn't know what they were talking about. Um, you know, I had, I guess I was kind of blessed in that way to not have any negative connotation before it and didn't know any of the bad things or, or perceived bad things associated with that. So I was able to just say, okay, this is awesome. Let's run with it. And that's kind of what I did. That's cool. And then in terms of the transition through that career for yourself, you said, you know, at the beginning it was really painful or that you should have done or could have done things different. And kind of take us uh, just kind of the pain points that you went through because, you know, being in network marketing is so common now. And I think closing the gap where your hindsight is their foresight, how do you transition into a strategy that has worked for you? And how can, you know, our boss we society community kind of adapt those same things sure absolutely well it's not like you know becoming an, an entrepreneur sometimes or, or going in or specifically in network marketing it's not like okay I'm just gonna leave what I have here push all that to the side and go full force into into this thing which is okay for some industries but for network marketing there's such a learning curve to it and if you don't have, you know, like a coach or, or, you know, a strong sponsor or upline to really mentor you, it's going to be a really tough um, transition. So for me, you know, having that, that person in my life, that, that coach, that mentor really um, was able to kind of like lead me through that and mentor me through that transitional period. So the important thing that I would, I would take away from that is that, you know, if you're in a job right now or you're dissatisfied in your in your career, I think you have to have 
you know, a vision uh, for, for change and the possibility for growth in the future. And then also recognize that the pain that you're in also right now of being where you are or, or, or possibly complacent um, with where you are. And then realize that, you know, if you're going into, into a new industry or, or starting a business, you're going to have to start it part time. You know, it's not, it's not like you just go a hundred miles an hour out of the, out of the gate. Some people do. I, I, I'm not like that, <laughs> but, um, you know, so I would, I would say, you know, be patient with yourself, have a larger vision for your, for, you know, what do you want to accomplish? What do you want your, your life to look like? And, you know, start part time like with network marketing. That is the reality of it is that everybody starts part time. And as you, uh, you know, build the business, you have to be disciplined. You have to be consistent with it. Otherwise it's not going to work. And then when you get to a point where, you know, you have really replaced your income, I'd say one and a half to two times what you, you make in, um, in your job or your, or your current position, then it might make more sense for you to like, look at, okay, now I'm going to put, you know, full force into this and go 100 miles an hour. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, so, Ron, let me ask you, what are some of, like, your skills, or you mentioned the word discipline, what are some of those uh, attributes that you have that's really made you a successful uh, network marketer? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the first thing I would I would say is, you know, I start my day with the same daily routine. You know, I'm in my Bible. Um, I'm spending time with God, just like praying or, or whatever. And I'm, and I'm not really like a super religious person, right? I just acknowledge um, God, Jesus as, as my source and have like a relationship there. But and after that, you know, the same, the same thing. I know that I got to do personal development to keep my mind right. I know that I have to plan my work and work my plan is one of the things with being an entrepreneur is okay I have total time freedom you know what what should I do today could I go to the movies yeah or you know should I you know work on on my new uh, coaching program or should I you know work with my team should I be, should I be investing in in my time and, and pouring into other people's and bringing their skill levels up so I think you really have to plan your work work your plan and stay disciplined with that. You know, just because you, you know, you work for yourself or you're, you're your own boss doesn't mean that you shouldn't be punching your own clock. You know what I mean? Or your own time card. Yes, absolutely. I would say that that was uh, a tough thing for me to take on because when I first started out, I was like, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I have total time freedom. <laughs> I can do what I want. And so what happens is, and somebody brought it to my attention very quickly and said, look, when you were an employee, every two weeks, no matter what you did, whether you were feeling uh, kind of lazy and didn't want to do anything, after two weeks, you still got that paycheck. The difference is when you're an entrepreneur, you really are 100% accountable for the output. And if you are less lacking money, then it's time to create new money. And I learned that very, very quickly because the well dries up really fast, people. So the content that Ron is covering here is so critical to understand to work the plan. And so to that point, Ron, do you have um, a specific strategy? You talked about, you know, starting your morning in a certain way. In terms of the work, uh, how did you learn that process? You know, by honestly, by trial and error. You know, because I, I remember 
you know, while I was doing network marketing and, and, and also in, in college and then exiting, exiting real estate, I had a certain time window in my day, like several hours where I could, you know, invest in my, in my business and, and really do that. So it's like, okay, these three or four hours is what I'm focused on and that's it. And I had tunnel vision. And then when you leave the job, it's like, that has all opened up. And it's like, okay, this three, four hours I could spread into 10 or two days. Exactly. You know? So that for me was like, I experienced a lot of anxiety with, okay, like what, what should I do now? I'm, I'm hundred percent uh, an entrepreneur. Like, okay, I have to do this and do that. And I was so, so anxious, like on, on day one, I remember it. And it was just, uh, it, I thought it, it was like when I knew I was making the transition, I was like, oh, yes, I'm so excited. And I had so much peace. But then when you actually got into like day one, it was like, okay, I'm the only thing that is different is the switch in my mind. I still have the same amount of work to do, but you know, I have all this, all this anxiety. And then I really had to just kind of like take a step back and say, look, this is what you wanted the whole time. You wanted your time freedom, right? So once you get your work accomplished and stuff, what's important to you? What do you want to spend your time time doing? And for me, that you know, that's being with my family, that's traveling, that's you know, spending time with God, learning more about that stuff, going skating, any kind of board sports, that kind of stuff for me. So yeah, once you you kind of uh, you know fail forward, right? you kind of learn those processes and those, those disciplines. So that's why you also want to be conscious of, of your income when you are making the transition, have that, that cushion as well. You know, luckily I didn't have that, that issue like the in- income wise, but uh, if you're expecting things to continue the way that they have been, I've talked to other entrepreneurs and I and actually did experience this a little, a little bit. As soon as you, you make the transition, you're like, okay, I'm a hundred percent now. It's some, sometimes, you know, like Murphy's law kicks in, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, I had all these people cancel uh, and you know, this coaching <laughs> client canceled too. And it's like, oh man, and I just left my job and then boom, more anxiety. And you're like, how, how do I do this? And you're focused on your loss and, st- and your problem instead of your solution and going forward. Do yes. you guys experience that? Oh, my gosh, totally. I'm, I'm vibing so much with what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, when I quit my job, I had so much anxiety. And at the time, I was, um, I was getting coached. And, and the conversations were around, you cannot produce in anxiety. You just can't. Because right. you're so right. focused on the lack and that void and the space of what you don't have that you can't possibly put yourself in a prosperity mindset mm. to produce what you are looking to produce. And I think another key takeaway of what Ron is covering is the fact that you do want to have a cushion. But at the same time, there's a mentality that goes with it because my husband and I had a cushion of about a year. Okay, we had a year, and I will never forget, it was May, and I was at an event. There was a bunch of entrepreneurs there, and you could just see they're just so prosperity-minded. That is one thing that I've learned, that you're definitely not going to pick up in corporate is that prosperity mindset. So I'm sitting around all these people, these entrepreneurs, and they're talking about, 
about how this project's going and that project's going and then I was sitting there like oh my god they're so successful and all, they're just working a heck of a lot more than <laughs> you know what I mean instead of being in anxiety and I remember having a conversation with one of them and I know I've told this story before because it was so pivotal for me where he had asked me hey how's it going I'm like oh I'm so worried I don't want to lose my house this and that I mean my my language was so damaging and then he's like well he, he asked me, he's like, do you have any kind of cushion? And I said, yeah, till the end of the year, and I'm freaking out. He's like, it's May. <laughs> you know, you have until December, and you're freaking out, and it's May? He goes, just, he said, I'll produce your problems. Boom, yeah. that was it. That was it. It was just literally that shift of thinking, and that's exactly what you're talking about, Ron. That's why I'm so vibing with what you're saying, and it's so key to understand this, you guys. It's, it's the mindset. There's no doubt. Mindset is everything. And, and Ron, um, I, I guess I wanted to kind of ask you a question that's maybe a little bit off the, off the wall. I don't know if anyone's ever asked you this, but you know, you said that you're like an avid skateboarder, right? Mm-hmm. How has your skateboarding, you know, skills transferred to like entrepreneurs and can you, or entrepreneurship, have you been able to make any correlations or been able to use what you've learned maybe in skateboarding to apply to your business? Uh, I love that question. I haven't even thought about that till till now. But yes, absolutely. Because uh, like that's the reality of it is is that you know every time you try to like land a trick or you're trying something new, you fail an insane amount of times. Like I might I might spend hours, hours, days, even trying to learn a new trick, trying to learn something new, and I'm falling. I'm hurting the boards hitting my shins I'm falling down <laughs> I'm getting beat up and uh, the funny thing is I, I love it I'm not a masochist in any way <laughs> but I I, uh, uh, I I am like you know conditioned to okay that didn't work well let me just try it again I'm just gonna keep going I'm going to persist until right and I think that's that's the biggest takeaway from that is persisting until you land it until you roll away and then you get that feeling of like satisfaction and you're just like, ah, yeah, that felt really great. I kind of want to do that again, but you know what? Let me do it on a bigger obstacle. Let me do it down a, a bigger railing or more stair set, something like that. So it's always like a progression and you kind of build upon your failures and then your small successes. Cause we fail way, way more than we do, uh, succeed. So it's important to kind of just recognize that and understand that that's part of the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I figured that there'd be a lot of, diff- a lot of correlations because like you, you mentioned before about failing forward and obviously, you know, it's like same thing like with the kid riding a bike, right? You know, you don't get on a bike your first time and just start pedaling away. You fall and you skin your knee and you get bloody a little bit and you know, you cry maybe. And then, you know, after a while you get your balance and then you get, <laughs> You can go across the street and, you know, go to the park by yourself. But, um, yeah, so <laughs> actually you, you, you said something that, that struck me. You said persist until. I was wondering, um, have you ever read the book uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mendino? Uh, you know, it's I can't believe you just said that because I own that book and I started reading it like years ago, like when I was in high school and I never finished it. And just, bro, literally like just uh, days ago – 
uh, I started seeing all this Augmandino stuff on Facebook. And, uh, you know, my parents are also very entrepreneurial minded. My dad is too. So I, I talk with him from time to time and, and my mom as well. And my mom said, have you ever read that book, The World's Greatest Salesman? Oh, uh, it's a sign. Yeah, I know. So that is actually <laughs> next on my, my reading my reading list. So I can't believe you're saying that right now. It's just great. Yeah, well, cause, well you, you said persist until, and there's a, he, I won't say anything to give you away of the book or whatever, but there is a, a section in that book that um, it uses those exact words, persist really? until. And uh, mm -hmm. so I just, I thought that that maybe you, you picked that up from there and it's even great. It's probably better that you didn't because then when you, when you do read it, it's going to sink in that much more. But yeah, Augmentino. Wow. So excited. Yeah, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal author, and um, it's gonna. You're, it's de definitely enjoyable, uh, enjoyable read. Yeah, that's cool. So, so I have a question for you, Ron, specific to your mom and dad. You said they were entrepreneurial, and then in your bio, we we see that you started your business at age eleven. Sounds like your parents were a huge influence on you. Uh, and what kind of business did you start at the age 11? Because I'm going to start to pry my 11-year-old to do the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, my, my father is a, is a financial planner. I think he's had that business for about 20 years now. He's one of the top guys in the country, actually. Um, so he's very blessed. But, you know, they weren't always entrepreneurs. And I think I started doing that kind of stuff at a – at a young age, I'll tell you a story because I actually, you know, when you go to things like Landmark Forum or any kind of like personal development that you really like dive into your inner person, uh, you start recognizing certain pivotal moments in your life. So I'm going to share one with mm -hmm. of, of mine. So at the time, I was I was about four years old and I was living in in Florida. And you know, my favorite thing to do as a four year old was you know, eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and sit on the couch and watch cartoons. That's that's what I love to do. So one day I was sitting on my couch in my Spider-Man underwear, eating my sandwich, and these uh, these two guys come into the house. My mom lets them in, and, you know, big guys, and they start t taking up furniture and walking out the door with it. And I just was like, well, what, what the heck's going on here? You know, just watching – and eventually they got to the couch I was sitting on. They're like, hey, can you, you know, can you get off the couch? And I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't want to. So they picked up the couch with me sitting on it and walked out of the house with it. And, you know, that's as much as I, I remember there. But uh, my mom says that they were putting the couch. I didn't get off the couch until they were putting it into the truck. And later I, I learned that we were actually selling our, our furniture, so we would have money to buy groceries. Um, oh. So we were really strapped at that point. And, you know, I, I kind of trace back that moment to that feeling of, like, uh, helplessness and not really go knowing what was going on. And, you know, my world as I knew it, as, as a four-year-old, as limited as my perception was, was changing and, 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 for lack of a better word right now, I guess shattering for a four-year-old, but I remember, like, I don't ever want to feel like that again. Of course I have, but, um, you know, that at a very young age made me realize that, you know, I want to be a little bit uh, more in control of my my destiny. So, 
you know, ever since since then, I guess when I was 11, what, I, what me and my friends started doing is we started having lemonade stands. Um, we started uh, getting, uh, I would I would make my mom uh, take me to like Costco or, or BJ's, whatever it was, and uh, buy like a big box of, of candy bars or M&Ms. And I'd make her buy like the big one. And then I would go door to door and sell these candy bars for like a dollar or two. And I remember that like, the this one of my neighbors asking me like oh what is this for and I'm just like it's for me <laughs> <laughs> I'm I a capitalist <laughs> you should you should have been like it's because I'm a hustler baby <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yeah, awesome always doing those things and I remember one time we uh our, our the little lemonade stand thing that we had. I actually, we actually set up, I think, uh, two or three more stands in, in our neighborhood. I had one there in front of my house, and I recruited the other neighborhood kids to say, okay, we're going to put another one down at the end of the street over there, and you're going to go two blocks down that way, and you're going to start another one. So we were like, I was kind of leveraging that without even knowing that was like. I um, love yeah. it. <laughs> That's so impressive. I love that. I, I love that like installation in your brain. I wish everyone could like clone that and just put it in the in into their brains because it's a matter of being ingenious, right? It's ingenuity. Yeah. It's ingenuity. It just wasn't selling the lemonade for twenty five cents or whatever it was. It's like really thinking, hey, think bigger. So it seems like you've always had that ability to think way bigger, which is so cool. Well, it's also about taking a risk because here, I mean. I don't know too yeah. many 11-year-olds that would go door-to-door and sell candy bars. You know, I mean, that's – and honestly, I don't know too many adults. Not, now, obviously, that they wouldn't necessarily go door-to-door to sell candy bars, but that's, you know, that's a risk, and that's someone going out and making something happen, you know. And, and I think it's a kid – it takes a kid to kind of remind adults that we need to have a little bit of risk in our lives. That's right. Mm. Such a good point. Such a good point, Tim. So, Ron, how did you then transition from the age of 18 to starting your own business in real estate? I mean, that's so significant, especially for somebody at that age, you know, to have that mindset to start something like that. Yeah. So my dad was always like very, um, you know, like very disciplined, very type A, like this is what you need to do. Da, 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 da. Um, I didn't necessarily enjoy that, but I remember, uh, but he's always encouraged me and introduced me to new things along the way, um, as I encourage any entrepreneur to do with their ki- children as well. But I think I was, uh, I was 17 and he brought me to a real estate seminar and I was like, wow, this is pretty awesome. Uh, I like it. So I kind of like caught the bug there. And then you know, when they had like a big, there was like a big one in Orlando or whatever. He's like, do you want to go to this? And I was like, yes. So we went there <laughs> and uh, I saw everything that they're doing. And like, you know, the, it, se- it seems so easy. Like, you know, basically if you sum it all up, it's buy low, sell high. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I can do that. And I just needed a little bit of training to know how to do the paperwork and, you know, talk to people, I guess. So you know, with my dad's help, I got some credit cards and we pretty much maxed them out. Uh, I think I put in like maxed it out about 30 grand to, you know, buy the the training and then, you know, invest a little bit in, you know, the marketing and setting up the entity and all that stuff to get the business off the ground. So it launched when I was like uh, 18 and, you know, just kind of like went 
went, uh, you know, full force into that with that, with the training and, and, and that, and in about 65 days, uh, later I'd flipped two houses and paid off the investment. And then like the thing was just, you know, going from there. But the one thing I would, I would say is that, uh, because like, yeah, I did start at a, at a young age, like 17, 18. Um, and I was running like, uh, I was running a, a real estate investment company. Those are big words for, you know, 18 year old or, or anybody. And, you know, eventually, you know, went into school as well. So we're working like, you know, 40 plus hours a week and going to school, you know, I kind of sacrificed a little bit of that, that time of being like the, the college student and, uh, you know, just being a little bit more of a kid during that time. So I think like, yeah, that was great. But you also have to kind of like recognize who you are, what you want, and also realize that everyone's journey is different and that you shouldn't be compa- like, I'm not going to compare myself to, to Tim or, or to Patty or, and, and say, oh, I should be there or, you know, or vice, vice versa. You know, we can look at each other, you know, feel inspired, get ideas, those kind of things, and then, you know, apply it into, into ourselves. So your journey doesn't have to be like mine. If you're young, you don't have to start at, at 18 or 17. If you want to go for it, you know, but also recognize that, you know, at a young age, that's, that's like very transitional time in your, in your life where you are learning, you know, who you are, right. And what's important to you and and where you want to, where you want to go. So, uh, I, the biggest thing there is, you know, really focusing on, on yourself and, you know, knowing you. And when you have a better understanding of knowing who you are, or who God says you are, right, which is incredibly empowering, then I think you are, are ready to go and, and, and do everything. You know, everything you set your hand to shall prosper. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Those are things that are just ingrained in me now because I also know who I am. And I had a little bit of that at that age as well. Sure. It's really powerful. Yep. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about your, your program, the Christian coaching program? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess last, last year, um, I kept uh, encountering people that would say, you know, you know, Ron, like, uh, I love the value that you're producing. I like, you know, what you're saying and I've been applying it. I've seen, been seeing results. I actually get messages at least, at least one or two at a minimum every day that, you know, people see my training and they're applying it in their businesses and seeing results. So uh, last year I started getting a ton of those. And then people are like, you know, I, I don't really want to, you know, switch uh, companies or anything or or work like that. But can I hire you? I was like, that's a great idea. Sure. You can <laughs> hire me. I'll coach you. So then so last year was all like developing this like coaching program very organically. And then you know, come and I hired a couple of coaches my, myself to really get this program focused and, and like it runs like a machine now. But January 1st launched a, a coaching program uh, for, you know, home business entrepreneurs. Doesn't have to necessarily be, be network marketing because you want to diversify and stuff. So I coach on uh, personal development, network marketing, uh, home business entrepreneurs in general, anybody that's doing stuff online, internet marketers, that kind of stuff. And uh, the reason I wanted to do, you know, a Christian coaching uh, program 
is that's that's who I am. Like my faith is a big part of of who I am and you know what I believe. And the Bible has so many empowering principles and verses in there. It's just like how can I ignore this? I I can't. And if I recognize God as my source for everything that's in in my in my life, um, you know that that is kind of the source of like my outpouring and my, my growth and my success, you know, so I want to bring that foundational mindset and those principles that have really empowered me to prosper and empower others to prosper as well. So there is a biblical uh, focus to it, which, which I love because if it's funny um, for anybody that is a believer, they, they'll find out when you're, when you're reading a lot of personal development uh, books Almost all of them are biblical principles, just kind of repackaged or rewrapped up in, in a little bit of little differently, a little word. So, you know, why not just go straight to the source and give and give them people like the real meat and then coach out of, out of that mindset, that that foundation. Well, that's great. Absolutely Brilliant. Great. So for people that are interested in Ron's uh, coaching, Ron is generously offering a coaching call for the the Basri Society peeps that are interested in finding out more about his program that he launched January 1st, the new Christian program for Christian entrepreneurs. I don't know if that's the official name. If, if it isn't, correct me, Ron. Um, <laughs> but he is offering uh, that coaching call. And Ron, if somebody is interested in, in finding out more about you and your program or how to get in touch with you, can you tell us a little bit more how to get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can just go to my website, which is ronguelock.com. It's R-O-N-G-E-L-O-K.com. You can find all kinds of resources there. Um, and if you just click on the, the work with Ron tab, that's how you can get access to your uh, free coaching call or, or marketing con- consultation or ronguelock.com forward slash work with Ron. That's awesome. brilliant. Awesome. Brilliant. One last question. I thought Patty was going to sneak in there. And I, I, I thought you were going to. I'm like, I know. We both, we both are waiting at each other. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what? We kind of try to do this with every every guest that we have on on, on, the, on the call, on the podcast. Uh, what sage advice do you have for our boss-free society peeps, uh, perhaps uh, in action, um, that they can take in the next 24, 48 hours, that they can apply to their business or life? Mm. That is a great question. I think, uh, you know, one of the most powerful things that you can probably do is uh, casting a vision for yourself. I think if you actually sit down and, you know, kind of like just empty your mind as best as best as you can, as hard as that is to do, uh, as you sit down and I don't know, maybe start by saying a prayer and just close your eyes. And ask yourself, where do I see myself? Where do I see my life one year from today? Where am I living? What does my house look like? Am I, how happy am I? What is my family saying? You know, what does my day look like? And you do that one year from today. And then go into three years. Then five years. And do the same thing. Because you'll find that your vision pulls you. Right. And your pain that you're in now pushes you. So if you take the time to really sit and just envision, envision that. And, you know, if you have a a vision for yourself that is not selfish, 
but is here to serve others, right? Servant leadership, you know, you're going to find that this starts to become more of a reality as you cast a vision for yourself that's bigger, that's larger than yourself. If it scares you, you know, you're in the right spot, right? So that's what I would do in the next 24 to 48 hours is close your eyes, think about that. And then once you're done, when you have that vision, write it to paper, write it down on paper. I've done this, uh, I don't know, I've done this, I don't know how many times now, but I found an old notebook recently from when I did uh, about five years ago. And when I found my notebook, I was like, what? Oh my gosh. I had, uh, Tim, I had 90% of the things oh I had written gosh. down on my notebook from five years ago that had manifested in my life today. The only thing that I'm is wife. <laughs> that is so good. I just got chills. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, so for the Boss Reef Society people, remember that next 24 to 48 hours, we challenge you to envision the life that you want to create for yourself. Um, just as Ron has described, very powerful words. So thankful to you, Ron, for uh, just kind of imparting the wisdom, showing the way, and talking about your story, the successes that you've had, and all we can offer you is continued success, and we hope to host you back again on Boss Re Society. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a privilege to, to be here, and I love the, the questions. You guys are incredibly sharp, and uh, I wish you guys uh, a lot of success with what you're doing. I'm looking forward to uh, anything you guys produce. I'm going to be a regular subscriber and reader of your books and all that. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Ron. Hey, thank you so much, Ron. Okay, guys, uh, so for Boss Reef Society, all of Ron's social media handles will be in the show notes, as well as more on his program, his website, how to get in touch with him. Make sure to connect with us uh, at Boss Reef Society on Facebook, and all of our information will be on there as well. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed talking to Ron. So we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, Connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>